All right, Shaggy. So we are one day removed from the avalanche season coming to an end. Has it gotten any better in that 24 hours? We'll discuss that. And this is probably going to be a unrestricted free agent heavy show. I'm sure we'll be mixing in some restricteds as well. But this avalanche team is going to look a lot different next year. We'll dive in to try to give our best guesses on who will be back and who won't. New episode of Locked on Avalanche coming right at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. I'm Chris Maselli. With me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get a new uh notification i don't know why i've been botching that lately get a notification when the new show goes live there it is uh so and follow us on uh subtext uh subscribe to that link to that is in the show notes below and talk to kyle and i on a one-on-one basis all right so the ab season obviously unceremoniously came to an end um how's it going for you let's do do a check-in right now right because uh, obviously it, it's always this sport more than any other. It's, it's always disheartening, you know, when, when your team's season comes to an end uh, that doesn't end in a championship. And I would even argue when your team's does season does end in a championship, it's still a little bit disheartening because they're not going to be playing the next day either. Right. But, you know, obviously when you have that champion, you go into the offseason, you're very happy like you like we were last year. But how was it this offseason or, you know, th- this final game for you compared to seasons past was a little bit easier because you're only one season removed from that Stanley Cup win? Or is it still just as hard? I'm accustomed to breakups, man. I know how it goes. I know how it feels. <laughs> yeah. I know that empty, hollow feeling. And that's what I felt all day long. And it's just because like the avalanche won the central and then you saw so many good performances in the regular season from Morgan and Comfer, and you're you kind of started to believe and then you saw things the seams the, the team mm-hmm. was kind of falling apart at the seams in the playoffs against seattle and seattle's moved on they're now talking to locked on stars fans so it's just us avalanche fans we could be open and honest and raw here right. it's it's rough. But the thing I keep telling myself, like the Kings won every other year, the Blackhawks, the same thing, like those dynasties, um, like Pittsburgh, the back to backs. Yeah. It, you it kind happened. of try, you're now, you're now like justifying this loss and like giving hope to next year. Well, you do. I mean, because when, when, when you've been there and you've won it, yeah, the next year you try to follow it up and, and do it again. And then when you don't, that just gives you more motivation to get back there again. I mean, like you're motivated anyway, right? Yeah. When you when you play a professional sport, you're motivated to go win that championship. When you've won one, and then you follow it up by not winning one, and that fire is still burning, you come back next year 
even stronger. So uh, for me, like I, I, yeah, I mean, you're disappointed. Clearly you're disappointed, but man, like uh, th- those, like, like the one game seven against Dallas, that, that crushed me. Right. And, and yeah. even seasons before that, that, that th- those hurt, like the one when you lost to, um the sharks. nashville the sharks one did and even though nashville like you weren't expected to do much just because you were playing well in that series and you're giving it all you got and you're kind of giving them a run for your money like that one's like they all they all have their own levels of how much they sting and i would say this one is on the lower end for me it, like it, trust me when i say like it still does but i think because you you finally got that 20 year plus monkey off your back of finally winning one um and then you followed okay like we had just won it like i, I you still have that good feeling that you just won one recently um and the year that this team had you knew it was going to be tough and and yeah they went in winning the central but like we said in yesterday's episode if they had gotten past seattle everything else waiting for you is is tough and you know, you bring up a really good point right there about it being at the bottom of like the suffering list. Because again, to all the everydayers that are listening, like if you're watching this episode, we're all commiserating together, we're all suffering together. But I think we could all share this kind of understanding. This loss in game seven almost felt like we were kind of being put out of our misery a little bit. Like it's the <laughs> yeah, end yeah. of the suffering. Like <laughs> we won the Stanley Cup, we had such a short off season. We had the never-ending party, and then we just kind of stumbled into puck drop. Now we get a much longer offseason. You can look at it positively that way. Mm-hmm. Injuries were such a problem this year with rehabbing and getting people on the ice. Now you have a much longer offseason to do that. You can really heal, lick your wounds, get back and ready for next year with an unexpected long offseason. But like we're about to start talking, like you could really start looking at the construction of this roster and where you need to go forward because of who stepped up in the playoffs when you needed them most. Hmm. And it's it's interesting to see what the avalanche will look like next year, fully rested and what the team will consist of. Yeah. And that's something that we're going to do. We're going to discuss mainly the free agents. We're not going to get into... Uh, who we think they could go after and and throw names out of who are going to be free agents. We will be doing that. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit early to really kind of, so I did throw a couple names out. If you're following us on Instagram, a massive amount of questions came in, which is great. Um, and we'll get to some of those as the, the days go on. And like I said, we'll get to specifics of players, other free agents, but we're going to focus in on, uh, you know, our our team, like we're yeah. still talking about our team right now. And I, I like what you said about uh, it, it kind of put us out of our misery. Like I, I get what you're saying there. You know, like this season was a grind. Yep. Every season is a grind, but this just took on a different meaning of what it is to be a, a, a grinding season. And you did like you, you felt like when, when that game ended against Seattle, uh, you felt like you just ran five marathons back to back yeah this was a long strenuous season for the abs was it not and and you you don't want to see the abs kind of squeak through game seven against the kraken and then be extremely tired go through a seven game series guess what dallas is resting they are 
They are yeah, just sitting there waiting on their opponent. And then to go into that buzzsaw and have to go through it again, it, you could walk out winning one game against Dallas. You could get swept. That would sting even more. Like mm. one more rung on the ladder and you start to believe a little bit. But then to get embarrassed on that stage, it's like you knew the avalanche, what you saw in that series against Seattle, it wasn't enough to go all the way. The Stanley Cup, no. if they would have reached all the way up there, it would have been a a very lopsided affair. Yeah. Uh, the abs are always about matchups, right? And and Seattle, how many times have we said like the LA Kings are a good matchup yep. against the abs? The the Arizona Coyotes are a good matchup against the the abs. Seattle was that team. And you know, you, you how Seattle really had your number during the regular season and clearly in the in the postseason, you know, the abs have their teams that they have like Edmonton. They have Edmonton's number. Yeah. So it's just about the matchups and but you, just the way that that series went and we said it yesterday if they had gotten past it it was going to be a challenge from from there on out not to say Seattle wasn't clearly it was cuz you had to go seven games with them uh but it, it was it was going to be tough it was going to be very very tough and part of that is because of what we're going to talk about right now and that is your roster makeup and how this could look very very different for the Avs next year so we're going to get into that and uh mainly the unrestricteds and probably a couple of restricteds but this is going to be obviously this is where you go when your season is over you start uh assessing your roster and who you think is valuable enough to keep <clears throat> and who do you cut ties with exit so, interviews yes there's a lot of them so uh but first we are going to hear from the game time app and the GameTime.co website and buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is fast and easy. And it's the easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you are about to have. And what are some of the things that we love about the GameTime app experience? Well, a cool thing, they have flash deals and last-minute tickets. They are easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And I'm not kidding. Like, it is super simple to use this. You wouldn't think like it's uh, you know, difficult to maybe search for uh, an event. But sometimes on those other apps, it can be. I'm not kidding you, man. Like I was looking up for an uh, event around here um, the other day, and it was super simple using this game time app. They, they've really streamlined the process and trying to find events. Um, and it's perfect. It really and is the, a perfect thing. And the flash deals make it fun to check on it every day yeah. to find something you probably weren't interested yes. in before. And then you're like, you know what? Let's give this a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. And when you get that flash deal, you also get one of the things that we love. And that's the images of your seat view cannot beat that. They also have the lowest price guarantee event cancellation protection, even job loss protection. You lose your job, you might have to pay for your tickets. That's fantastic. So you can download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So once again, create that account, redeem the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Um, I think if we're talking about avalanche players kind of on the verge of maybe having played their last day, 
in an avalanche uniform, I think you kind of have to start with Eric Johnson. Um, and there were a couple of reporters um, throwing it on Twitter the, uh, the other day that he was the last one to take his uniform off. And sometimes that is very telling. Yeah. Sometimes if, if they know the writing is on the wall. Now that, that could mean a couple things. It could mean he realizes this is it for his career. Or he realizes it could be it for him in an avalanche uniform. But he did take that extra lap with the cup after we won it. And he was out there forever. Remember with the filming um, after everybody was already filed out. EJ was taking extra laps, just skating around, soaking in that moment after we won the cup. And you had that feeling then. But now it has a different feeling with how the season ended. So, yeah. Well, the the cup could have went either way. It could have been... He's really soaking it in because he's done or he's really soaking it in because he hasn't won it yet. And he's been in the league for this long and he finally won it. You could understand either side of that. Uh, This is a little bit different. Uh, I think even Peter Boss said that, you know, he had had some he was welling up a little bit. Again, that could be just because his season is over or it could be something more for like there's a lot you can kind of try to dissect here. But the bottom line is his contract is over. Yeah. His $6 million is essentially going to Nathan McKinnon. I guess it's two questions. Does he come back with the abs? Uh, yes or no. And if the answer to that is yes, I mean, what, what, I, I don't want to hold you to what you think the number is, but it's going to be insanely lower than $6 million per year. Okay. You're going to have to – now, last year, we – like when it comes to Jack Johnson and other – other deals that came like players coming back you had this premise of well you helped us win the cup that's not the story this year and you're trying to build going forward does eric johnson bring anything to the table that you don't think you could go get cheaper younger more durable and exactly right yeah it's we're done with the we're getting the band back together tour it's over and we are at home now because of that Yes, that, that is 100% accurate. You went back and tried to, like you said, get the band back together because obviously it worked. And a lot of the times that doesn't work because while the other teams in the league have gone out and gotten better, you've pretty much stayed the same. And usually that never works in your favor. Very, very infrequently does that work in your favor. So now you have to reassess this. And how you said it is exactly right. The only reason you're bringing Eric Johnson back is out of loyalty to him. Yep. Um, do, you you can, all those things that you listed, someone who can do what he does probably better at this stage in his career is younger and clearly cheaper. Uh, Eric Johnson will go down as, as one of the most favorite uh, Avalanche players in history. You're not going to put him on the Avalanche Mount Rushmore, but what he's meant to this team and the franchise and the community like cannot be understated. But there, be, there comes a time when it's just time. Yeah. And I think that that is now for Eric Johnson. And I think he realizes that. And I, and I would even say, you know, his loyalty to the Avalanche is I'm done. I don't think he even wants to play anywhere else. I think it's yep. either like if you don't want me back, I, I'll, I'll retire. Because I don't think he can envision himself playing anywhere else. Although he has, he clearly has, you know, he came from the blues, obviously, but um, I think he's so committed and and honed in on, on this team 
that it's just like, all right, if you don't want me, I have no problem retiring. I had a good career. I won a cup. I'm good. And EJ is clearly going to be this generation's like Valerie Kaminsky or, you know, like he's going to be that dead marsh that we always bring up when we always talk about favorite abs. EJ is going to be that for this generation and everything he's done for the avalanche. I mean, you can't, you can't put money on it. Like he has been so loyal when he really has had no reason to be. And it's proven like he got a cup out of it. He got to Mm -hmm. celebrate that, but we're now in the, this is business. And yeah, right. We have taken a step back as a business and we need to take a step forward. Thank you for everything you've done. Here's Enjoy a front the, office job. Yeah, here's a front office. He's he's, he's does horse racing. Like yeah, you yeah, can't tell true. me. No, that is true. Yeah, you can't tell me there's not money there. So it's oh, not yeah. like we're we're putting him on the streets. Like he's yeah. Got he might go other throw ventures. His, he might go throw his full time energy into that. Yeah, but I said last year, like I could totally see him retiring, riding off into the sunset, winning a cup. But I could also see because he's never won one, uh, wanting that feeling of defending it. Yeah. And so he's got that now too. Obviously, didn't go the way that you wanted it to go. Um, and then there, you know, and and he had six million dollars on the table, which is why he probably didn't retire. That's probably the main reason why he didn't yeah. retire. Um, but I, I don't know. I, but you never know with these guys. They they love the sport. They love the game. And uh, if he does want to go somewhere else and play, that is going to offer him a contract. Maybe he even does that. I think all things are on the table for him. But I would say he's probably leaning towards if the ads don't want him back, because if they do want him back, it's going to be very low. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be like a one million dollar contract um, that he would probably take because he just loves playing here. Uh, but but is that as much of a blow to his ego? Uh, you know, going he's got to understand that's where it's going to go. Yeah. He's not going to get three, four million to play for anybody. Uh, and is that why you, you hang it up? We'll see. We'll see. Um, a couple, I shouldn't say a couple. There's a lot. There's a lot of unrestricted free agents. If you want to go to their cat friendly page, please do. Um, and as soon as the season is over, they, they update it like immediately. There's a lot of red on there. Um, the other big one, obviously, is JT Comfer. Um, had a career year which I always get a kick out of guys who have career years and are contract years. I get it. And then you always get that team that overpays for them based on that singular year and has JT Comfort priced himself out of Colorado. I don't know if his output in the playoffs helped jack up his price, which is three and a half million dollars, by the way. Yeah, it's and Again, we'll address this in later episodes, probably like when the season's done and you get a good idea of what free agency looks like, but it's going to be a beefy free agency period. And on top of a very beefy draft, there will be moves being made. Um, I think JT can stay. Uh, this is purely what the number is going to be. Yeah. If he is demanding... Uh, a, a, a sizable increase. Um, and by sizable, I say like $5 million. Enjoy he Columbus. Wants a, 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 what's that? I enjoy said enjoy Columbus. Columbus. Yeah. If he wants a, a, like a million and a half raise, um, I, I don't see that happening. One, because I don't think that's his value. And two, the abs 
kind of don't have that. Yeah. You know, you have, uh, we should say the Avalanche should have about $13 million in cap space. And that could go up a little bit if the cap does increase. They're expecting it to increase by a million dollars. You're going to have 13 to $14 million in cap space. Six of that comes right off the top going to Nathan McKinnon, right? So they're down to seven-ish in, in that area. So, And then if you go give five to JT Comfort, now you're down to two, and you have a ton of guys to sign. So what's going to have to happen is the guys are going to have to get creative. Guys might get cut. Guys, you know, I say cut, like not re-signed. Guys might get traded. And I think this is where, and I put this, this was an answer to one of the questions on uh, on Instagram. This might be where you lose Sam Girard and, and you trade him for a, a 2C because 2C is a glaring need. The Avs tried it. They tried to go with, you know, by, by committee and it didn't really work. Yeah, JT Confer had a good season, but are you really throwing all your eggs in the JT Confer basket for if you sign him for a five or six year deal that he's going to be that consistent for the duration of that contract? I'm not going there yet. Nope. And I, I, they, they, and if you look at the, 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 the centers, the, you know, the, the, that's their primary position, it's a little thin for unrestricted free agents. Yeah, it's a little thin. So I think the abs go the trade route like they did with Nazem Kadri. And who'd they trade to get Nazem Kadri? Tyson Berry, defender, along with Alex Kerfoot, but that's a defender. So do they do the do they do the Kadri 2.0, bring in another 2C at a really good price, which is what um, Nazem Kadri was, and you ship out a defender, and this time it's Sam Girard and you and we love Sammy G. Yeah. But that $5 million, I feel like the Avalanche could rather spend that on a 2C and be comfortable with what their defense looks like minus Sam Girard than sacrifice a top 6 role. I know it's early and our season is 24 hours over, but that's the route that I think I would go if I was the Avs. I think honestly with the money that's where they're going to go. Be ready. We'll see. And and to, to just kind of fishing up the, the JT Confer point, I, I I don't think he's back unless he wants to stay at that number. If he wants to stay at 3.5, we can talk. If you want to go any more than that, I can't see them going any more than $4 million. You want a $500,000 increase? Take it or leave it. And I think he's, he's going to test the market. You know, and you've earned it. You've earned that. Like you've been in the league long enough. You're at your uh, 27, 28 year old contract. Um, you've earned that right. And I think with the season he had, I think someone overpays for him and lures him away, and he goes and takes the money. And that's where we're at with JT Conf. Oh, it reeks of Nashville. Why is that? <clears throat> oh, you mean I, like good? Like this feels like a Nashville pickup right here. Oh, you think they come in and, and sweep him? Uh, I don't know. Could be anybody. Could be anybody. But I, as we stand right now, I just feel like we've seen the last of JT Comfort in an Avs uniform, and that's it's a little upsetting because he's he's been fun to root for. But just yep. the inconsistencies, I'm not throwing a ton of money at you, man. Nah. All right, let's hear from Athletic Greens, and then uh, we will continue this conversation. More to get to. Uh, it's it's going to be a long one. 
going to be a yeah. long offseason. Uh, but with Athletic Greens, what exactly is it? Well, you can put one scoop of it in a glass of water, and you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, even your aging, and it's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, so there's no GMOs, no nasty chemical or artificial taste because it tastes absolutely incredible and it costs you less than $3 a day when you're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew and coffee habit. So right now is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Once again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Shaggy, I'm going to throw something out there at you right now that I don't think you're going to like too much. Um, we were just kind of <clears throat> very briefly and quickly going over the abs, uh, the number situation, what they'll have in uh, cap room, thinking that 13 to 14 million range. Um, and they might have to get creative and how they maybe free up a couple extra million or two. And I think one way that, or one thing that they might look into is cutting ties with Mr. Pavel Francos. <clears throat> I knew this he, was coming. <laughs> he's got uh, one more year left at $2 million. And is it just time? Is it just, again, with this, you know, with Eric Johnson, uh, Francis will be 33, I think. When's his birthday? Let me see. His birthday. Uh, yeah, June 3rd is his birthday. So he will be 33 at the start of next season. Not old by any stretch of the imagination. Um but in a backup role, uh, just, you know, a, a list of injuries that he has seemed to have over the past couple of years. And you have goalies, young goalies at a much cheaper value at some point waiting to not take over because Georgiev is your guy, but maybe take over the backup role. Does that happen now to free up a couple million dollars for the abs? I, I, Kind of threw An this answer, out. Answer with your head, not your heart. I'll say. Yeah, I, I remember bringing <laughs> this up, kind of like for kicks and giggles earlier uh, at the trade deadline. Is it time to move Frankie because of the Yorgiev output at the time? Mm -hmm. And I just kind of threw it out there, just to kind of expand where we were thinking at the at the time. But now, even being the biggest Frankie guy on earth, it's time. I think so. It's, I, I, it's, yeah. it's time. I think it, it all makes sense. It all makes like if, if if you're boiling this down again to this is a business. Um, we all love Frankie, and you know we all love that we, you can rely on him just as much as you can rely on your your number one guy. If the number one guy can't go, or you're just you know spelling him, giving him a rest, um, and and if he's gone, that that goes away. You do lose that dynamic of him. Yeah, because you know what you have in Yusuf Anandin, like you don't know. It's it's very 
the Wild West. You have no idea what he can. But I think the way that this is lining up for the Avalanche is at some point you got to bring him up. Um, and I think it's now. It, it, it works twofold. You bring him up so he can take the next step. And, you know, if you, you trade uh, Frankie somewhere, that frees up your, your $2 million. And maybe you get – all you're really going to get for him in return is, is, is you know, draft capital probably, yeah. um, which the Avalanche could use because, yeah, they have their first-round pick this year, but then they don't pick until the fifth round. Yeah. So maybe you get a draft pick, maybe a fourth-round draft pick or something like that for him, get another prospect in the, tra- in, in the draft, and it sucks when you lose a guy like that, but it just all makes sense. It's it, it's honestly that time, and you're you're you want to bring up Eustace. You want to see what he could do. You see what your gift could do. You're completely confident what he can give you. Frankie, every time you get confident, he's injured, and we yeah. can't keep hoping. So I think this is the time, and I hate it, but this is business. It is. It is because uh, let's see, Anunen is at uh, eight hundred and eighty thousand dollars. He is a restricted, but you know you're going to get him signed, yeah. and for not much more than that. Like it, that's it's kind of going to be a repeat contract. So you're saving a million plus, uh, one point two million technically, which is is a lot right now for the Avs when you're kind of money is going out and you haven't even signed. You know where money's going. Like obviously with. Nathan McKinnon, and you know you're going to sign Bo Byram, who we will talk about uh, tomorrow's episode. But the last guy I want to get to, and we still have more unrestricted. That's how many unrestricted they have. We could probably fill up the rest of this week yeah. with unrestricted. But um, the last one I want to get to for today's episode is Evan Rodriguez, and you brought him in for a a one year deal. It was a nice, easy one year, two million dollar contract signed very late yeah. uh which a little surprised me because he had a very good year beforehand i thought he was going to be kind of off the board uh but they got him in here for kind of one of those show me deals and i feel that he had a fantastic season i would try to bring him back yep again if the numbers match up but i would definitely definitely try to bring him back i would bring him back and i would see if you could get that exact same deal like let's do it again yeah, maybe even give him a couple, give him some term. You know, I, I, he doesn't want to keep signing one-year contracts. You know what I mean? And he did say he liked it here. His family liked it here. He loved the team. He loved the town. Like he was saying all the right things that make you believe that he wants to stay. Um, but now, you know, the money has to line up. I, I, I he's gonna probably make more than two million. I, I would think he he might. You know, if you can get him for comfort money, like the three point five range. I think you do that. I think, yeah. And if you're yeah. getting rid of Comfer, letting him walk, I'm perfectly fine with letting him take that role. Yeah. And, and he might want even more than that, if, if I'm being honest. I, I just get the vibe that he feels like he has a lot of value to this team. Um, I don't think that – I mean, the Avs really don't go crazy and overpaying for guys. They, they've shown that they don't do that, especially with their goalies. Um, but with Evan Rodriguez, uh, I'm not saying overpay for him, but I just kind of get the vibe that they they really liked what he brought, and and that's just having him for one year, and you keep him around, give him like a three year deal maybe, uh, and he just gets more comfortable in the system with the team. 
I think he just increases his numbers every year he's with the team. So I, that's the one guy that I feel like they, they're going to try to bring back. Yeah, and I would, I would love to see him back as a member of the team. He's been one of great. the shining stars when it comes to depth. He's been great. All right, so that'll wrap it up for today. We will definitely get to more uh, of the unrestricted. And I know people are wanting to hear what we feel on uh, Alex Newhook and Bowen Byram in the restricted uh, category. So we will talk about that. And uh, if anything else breaks in Avalanche news, it might be slow for a few days, but um, that's what we're going to do. All right. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. Thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. We greatly appreciate that here at Locked On Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go.